we're delighted now to have Joanne Begley here with us, um, all the way from Shannon, and she has come to talk to us about her wonderful uh, series of books called For After I've Gone. Joanne, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Joanne, you're very welcome. Thank so, you. tell us, for those that may not know about what these books are about, tell us. So, For After I've Gone is a series of four books, Jen. It's um, an end-of-life journal. It has, like, it's a self-help journal for somebody that's dying that they can leave to their loved ones after they pass. So it's kind of like leaving a legacy. Um, but at the same time, it has a dual purpose and that it helps the person dying, but also helps the person that's left behind. So it's, um, it's in four editions. I was kind of mindful when I started doing it that not everyone was a parent. So I created a sibling edition, a friend edition and a partner edition as well, alongside the parent edition. Nice. And so what was the inspiration behind these books? Um, I've kind of, I'm a qualified social care worker and I've always worked with people with needs. And I worked with a man a long time ago called Frank Kyo. He had locked-in syndrome. And what is locked-in syndrome? Locked-in syndrome is like a double stroke on either side. Um, So you can kind of, you know what's going on. Your mind is 100%. Mm. And, but all you can do is move your eyes for yes and no. So he was in Caragora Nursing Home when I was there and I, created a really good bond with him and he got moved to Rathfrida Cheshire Homes in Newcastle West and I used to visit him there and we always kind of just talked about if he died would I help him do something for his daughter and his wife and he caught pneumonia really suddenly and died so it's always been on kind of the scratch the itch that I couldn't scratch you know I should have done that for Frank and then I suppose I went back to college and I did um social care but I did my thesis in end of life um and while I was in college, I got diagnosed with an incurable brain condition called Chiari malformation. So it's like a, a herniation of the brain. It's fallen out of your skull. So I had to have three brain surgeries, the most recent one there in Barcelona. And I kind of looked at my own mortality for my two kids and mm. thought, oh, I should be leaving recipes for my lads. Or yeah. I wonder, do they know that this is on my bucket list? So I kind of was thinking about, God, I should be putting my own ducks in a row. And while I was off sick, I ended up caring for my best friend's mom with motor neuron disease. And it kind of just came up in conversation. Do you know, I was at a loose end. I was off work. She obviously got diagnosed. And so we kind of helped each other through stuff. And I just brought it up one day that, you know, if you want to leave a letter, we can do that. And she found it incredibly hard. Obviously, with motor neuron, you lose your voice, mm. depending on the person, like what goes first. And she had a thing called an eye gaze that you could kind of give her a question and she could use her eyes and it'd speak at her voice and stuff. Oh, wow. so, okay. so I used to go on duty with her, as I call it, and maybe if I was on it, I was on every Tuesday night and I'd mm. put on a bit of food for her, but I'd say, well, work away on them two questions because we, we tried a few books on the internet and they just didn't suit. Yeah. They were all about kind of living in the now and leaving them to your child or your grandchild or your sister right now. Mm. There was nothing to kind of, that would benefit both people, I suppose, yeah. so... So I did that for her. We just got A5 Diaries and did that. And she kind of nominated me to give them out a month after she passed. So I did that. And then I kind of thought, I need to work on this. Do you know? Something yeah, here, yeah. Something. So I kind of got involved then with uh, the New Frontiers programme in LIT. Um, that's kind of run by Enterprise Ireland. And do you, know, you learn on your pain subject yeah, yeah. and, you know, what the customer needs. And then Social Entrepreneurs Ireland Ideas Academy got wind of it so I went on their program for six months and that was quite interesting nice because you work with all different people with different social problems and just trying to make the world a better place really so 
I did that and then I moved on to the HSE because I was a Section 38 staff member. I could go on the HSE Design Thinking Programme and like that they kind of help you develop the product again. They give you good networks and I moved on then to the Irish Hospice Foundation, did like a Sparkseed programme as well. And then I got picked to do, Arnett's have an initiative called Pitch 20, well, depending on the year, so they pick startup entrepreneurs. Yeah. Um, and I went up and pitched to them just there in July, just, you, it's like a dragon's den moment, you go in and there's How did that go for four you? velvet chairs, and you yeah, just, yeah. oh, yeah, the sweat in that day was awful. <laughs> um, so yeah, I did that, and then after, after that, then I just said, right, it's time to Time to, to do it now or not, so, yeah. And can I just, like, may I have a look at you? Yeah, so you've brought yeah. the four along with you. Yeah, and they're beautiful. They're they? absolutely yeah. stunning. And so mm. what was the inspiration in terms of the design that you've used for each of them? Well, I kind of collaborated with a lot of artists in my local area because I wanted to kind of, I wanted to be personal as well without yeah. the person buying it, knowing that a lot of the photos are from my hometown in Shannon, up by the River Point. And, um, and there's a, quite a few kind of grief poetry as well that, People were so kind to just say, you can take whatever work I have. There's a fantastic artist, Orla Carr, up in Kilrush that does wildflowers. It's kind of themed around nature and wildflowers. And, and there's a bit of poetry a in bit it of as poetry. well. And, yeah. and so the, the book is broken into two sections. So the first section is where the, per, the parent, the sibling, the friend would fill in about what was your childhood like, how much was bread and milk, what were your childhood games. Mm. And then it moves into kind of the kind of relationship between the person and the person they're leaving behind so it goes into kind of like what are your wishes for me is there any regrets is there any unfinished business you want me to take care of um so it has kind of two parts to it so yeah. and then at the start of the book then it just says that you nominate somebody to hand them out for after you've gone mm -hmm. and the reason I called it for after I was gone because when I was working with my friend Ramona Noran she always used to give me jobs, give that person them pearls or give this and do that. And I was always like, is this for now or for after? So I just thought for after I've gone was a nice ring to it. Nice. So I suppose them two were my inspiration. And just there's a need for it out there. There's nothing really. No, for sure. Because I, actually I went, I went along to your amazing launch. Yes. Um, in what the middle a of night. September. Yeah. Oh my God, I've never been to a book there launch. There wasn't like a it. dry it was eye. I, was, I didn't even want to have a book launch. I know I, you didn't. I'd be quite shy myself. <laughs> yeah. You know that. <laughs> And I just, oh, do I have to have a book launch? Do I really? I just put it on Amazon, it'll be fine. But no, tell but us about it, because it was just one of those beautiful events and the location and everything. Yeah, Hope stunning. Cafe in Shannon is, is attached to kind of the Christian church, but it's, it's available for venues and stuff. It's so pretty. Mm. It's personal. It's, um, a lot of people have like cultural stuff there. Culture Night Now is held a few years as well. Um, and I approached Elton there and just said, do you know, I'm thinking of having a book launch and if anyone knows me in Shannon, they're like, oh, Joanne, what, what are you at now? Do you know, because <laughs> yeah. I do like to get involved in community stuff. Um, so we had the launch and I invited a lady called Katie Teesby. She had wrote a song for her father, who ironically worked for my husband in FedEx and passed. It was just so ironic the yeah, way. Yeah. So she sang her song. A local guy called Blaze Phelan sang a song he wrote for his dad. And then my father is um, traditional musician in Clare, Cyril O'Donoghue. And phenomenal musician. He, he got nabbed to sing a song or two as well. And then I linked in with Jennifer Stritch as well. We and, had on the show yeah. here last March to talk oh, about very the good. Cafe and her work yeah. in grief and bereavement. Yeah. yeah. And I would have worked alongside Jennifer in LIT and I studied in LIT as well. Well, two now. Yeah. 
And Jen came and said a few words, and, and then yeah. I had the interview then with Madge O'Callaghan. Who was also on our yeah. show, yes, yeah, so there's yeah. nice serendipity. It's all come full yeah. circle. Yeah. Everybody it's, that was there yeah. was with us yeah. as well in the scarf. So, no, it was a lovely night. Now, I didn't know what to kind of expect. You know, I thought maybe 10 people will come, but there, there must have been about at least 100. It was 221. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was jam packed. I know, and just yeah. the, but everything about it was just so it was beautiful. Lovely. Yeah. Really, it really was really nice lovely. Now. And the books themselves, like I got one for. Uh, my parents to look at. I yeah. mean, my mum was fascinated going yeah. through some of the questions like that. Yeah. If you only had one meal to, to eat, what would it yeah. be? And they're just kind of topical conversation. Kind of and, you know, yeah. they're kind of like a lot of the talk about death and dying is, I don't know, is it kind of we're a death phobic society? Sometimes? I was just going to ask Joanne, are, I mean, writing this book, yeah. um, when you were people not as outgoing about this topic? It depends on the people. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like we are kind of seeing a shift in death and dying now, do you know, the Irish Hospice Foundation have a document out called Thinking Ahead, but that's very mm. business-like. It's a brilliant yeah, document, yeah. but it's very, who do you want at your wake? Um, it's very know, matter of fact. Yeah. yeah, there's no emotion behind it. And I yeah. thought, you know what, I, it, something needs to be done in this kind of area. To There's a book called, because I, I did lots of research for the two years while I was developing it, I'm dead now what? Do you know what I mean? Right. And it's just like, God, that's very brash. Do you know it what I mean? You're in your face. Yeah, yeah, in your face. And I think with this book as well, though, it, it allows people to really reflect on their life. Yeah. To actually go, yeah. well, what was my favourite? Yeah. What, what, what was I like as a child? Yeah. And even, and I have one book, which I'm waiting to get once it's, it's yeah, actually out. next week now to print this. Which is sibling yeah. book yeah. and is actually for my mum's brother. Oh, lovely. And he's about to turn 80. And like that, it's even for him to reflect on yeah. his life as well. Yeah. So I think it's such an important yeah. um you know, for something to have, for people to have, well, to enjoy now, but then to pass on for yeah. after they're gone. Jennifer yeah. Stritch said in her talk that she did before my interview was like, you know, she asked her social care worker, social care students, like if you had to grab something in a fire, what would it be? And she kind of said, this would be it now. Um, and I, I struggled, you know, when you're on the journey with it, like, what well, I price of God, I don't want it to be too dear. And, you know, yeah. so I had met with a guy called the price mentor and he had just lost his mom and he was saying I would pay you don't know what I'd pay for her yeah, brown bread recipe yeah. if I had this book in my hand. So it's it's not something that's just going to be cast aside. It's yeah. you pick it up if you're having a bad day, if you've lost a parent, a sibling, a friend, yeah, a partner. It's so and just go. And I'm just looking at these questions here. I mean, we leave every day without even realizing. Yeah. You know, we 100%. don't we don't ever consider these yeah. at all. No, no. And can I ask, mm. how do people get the book then? So at the moment, it's available in Easton St. Shannon. Um, I will be stocked in O'Mahony's next week, hopefully once the the other three editions come and on the website as well my website's www.foraftereivegone.com um and yeah hopefully kind of i've spent the last what is three weeks now since the launch just going to hospices end of life care centers um yeah so it's been busy are you planning on writing more i'm hoping to develop a fifth one a child to parent one because Unfortunately, yes. children die, but it's, it's yes. quite, yes. it's a very sensitive. It is, it is. So it I is. want to do that right and work with the right people for yeah. it and kind of change the artwork and, and the questions. And yeah. Yeah. You made an announcement unbeknownst to your husband at the launch that you were yes. now going to, um, you'd signed up to uh, become a death doula. I so did. Can you explain that? Yeah, I did. Well, when I was off sick um, helping Carmel, I thought, do you know what? I'm bored. I don't sit still. I just can't. I've answered my pants. My dad will tell you. I like to have a project on the go and be busy. So I did an end of life grief therapy diploma while I was there because I wanted to help her die well, you know, and I want to kind of change the narrative around death and dying. 
So then I went to, I did that and qualified in that. So now I decided, well, it's an area that I like and I'd like to stay in end of life um, and come off frontline in social care, yeah. which is tough, especially with my brain condition. So I just decided, do you know what? Death doula kind of rings a bell to me now. And so tell people what a death doula actually is. So a death doula is like you hear people have a birth doula help you give birth to a child. So I help a family. You're kind of advocating, advocating. for them. Yeah. You're kind of between the yeah. medical practitioners. Yeah, because sometimes, family. you know, a lot of kind of conversations around death and dying happen in crisis mode. Somebody's had a stroke. Oh, my God, what do they want? Did they want to be here? Did they want to yeah, do that? Yeah. So kind of be in that kind of area nice. of death doula. That, that's the plan anyway. The study and <laughs> I don't know how, how that's going. But. Well, you're amazing to do it. Now, can I just ask, um, so first off, how much are the books? The books are 39 95 Okay. And again, in Easton's in Shannon. Easton's in, in Shannon. Or Mahoney's as of next week. Okay. Yeah. And hopefully we'll get them sold hopefully in, in East Clare as well. well. Yes, hopefully. Yes, hopefully. Uh, we'll find somewhere for you there. Yeah. And then online at foreafterivegone.com. Before you go, now I know you've already requested a song, but could I ask you just to read, there's a poem you have here in one of your books called I'm Always There. Okay. Can I yeah, ask sure. you just to read that? This is one I wrote myself. I'm not a poet, but I just thought if, if I'm making this book, I might as well put a bit of myself in there. So it's called I'm Always There. It's just close your eyes. I'm always there in the soft, gentle breeze that blows through your hair. I'm there when you whisper softly in the air to ask for a sign so you know I still care. I'm there at your parties watching the fun. I'm there in the evenings going down with the sun. I'm there as you cry into your pillow at night. I'm there when you need me, even though out of sight. I'm there for you when you see the butterflies that fly or the robin that visits or the rainbow so high. So close your eyes. I'm always there and the stars in the sky are my empty chair. That's beautiful. No, I'm telling you, I was a poet and I didn't know it. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, I mean, I think what you've brought is just going to help so many people. I hope. That's even, my mission. Yeah. Even find yeah. peace for themselves. Yeah. I don't care of, if I never make a million. I just yeah. want to make a difference. No, in well, you know, aim, for yeah. aim, for, <laughs> aim for the million. Aim for the million because then you can do more books. You can do more books. But I think as well, this will give the opportunity for people to really take stock of their lives, pass on their knowledge to their loved ones as well, and then have that as a memento for their loved ones to keep. So wishing you the very best. Thank you so much for coming in and uh, we look forward to following your journey as well Super. and you did request Breeden's Clearwater Revival have you ever seen the rain and can I ask was there any particular symbolism for this now I have obviously had to look at my own mortality so I my husband told that is my funeral song I love it it's happy you know it's just joyous yeah. and that's why I picked it yeah because Yes, like we need to start having these conversations about what we want. Absolutely. Yeah. So at least people can associate this song with you. But for now, Joanne, thank you very much for coming it's in. Really thank nice. you, Joanne. Cheers. Thank you.